Psalms chapter 117 is where we will begin. The Bible says, Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. For his merciful kindness is great toward us. And the truth of the Lord endureth, somebody say forever. <laughs> Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done in this place thus far. God, we pray, Lord, that you may help us and use us and guide us, Lord. This is your church. These are your people. We are your sheep. I am your vessel. Use me, God, according to your glory. Help me, Lord, to speak every word that is intended. Help me, Lord, that my flesh will not get in the way. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Well, let's praise you, the Lord, just one more time before you see. Amen. You may be seated. Presence of the Lord. Well, I believe somebody's life can be changed here today. Uh, I'm going to say that again. I believe somebody's life can be changed here today. Amen. Amen. Somebody turn to somebody and just smile at them. You know what's good to smile. You know that? It's good just to smile. Oh, see, some of y'all didn't even look at nobody. <laughs> Let's try that one more time. Let's turn to, y'all still looking at me. Let's turn to somebody and just smile at them. Yeah, just smile. No, that's all right. Come on, Luke. I know you got the, 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 the mask on, but you can still, we can see those eyes, you know, eh, those smiling eyes. All right. Not only is Psalm 117 the shortest chapter in the Bible, it is this very chapter that is located in the exact middle of the Bible. If you were to cut the Bible in half, you will be splitting it right down the middle of Psalm 117. Psalm 117 is what I consider one of the most powerful chapters of the Bible. It is not by coincidence this chapter is located dead center. It possesses the very words needed to excel consistently in the spirit. Not only does the text remind us that truth lies in the Lord, but it will last forever. It also deals with an element that we all need to succeed. That element is praise. Psalms 117 actually begins in Psalms 113, meaning it is part of a six method of melody of praise to God called the Hallel. Hallel means praise. Psalms 113 through 118 are recited verbatim by observant Jews on all Jewish holidays, especially Passover. Hallel is where we get the word hallelujah. Praise is the act of blessing God vocally, musically, or by actions that declare his greatness. 
Psalms 34 verse 1 through 3 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. David then goes on to say in the book of Psalm chapter number 47, Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. The Bible says in verse number five, God is gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our king. Sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. When you sing, you should know who and what you are singing about. There are some songs when I begin to sing them, I can't help but to dance. I can't help but to clap and I can't help but to leap for joy. When I begin to sing, I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. When I begin to sing, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget. No, never. Zinda says, how can I forget what you've done for me? How can I forget how you set me free? How can I forget how you brought me out? How can I forget? No, never. See, you can't help but to stand to your feet and magnify the Lord when you sing with understanding. You can't help but to clap your hands when you begin to think about the goodness of the Lord and what he has done for you. Some ought to rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. If you know it was the blood that saved you, some ought to clap your hands and magnify him. If it wasn't for the blood of Jesus Christ, you wouldn't have an opportunity to be where you are right now. That's it, brother. Praise and magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, somebody has the understanding if it wasn't for the goodness of the Lord. Hey, hallelujah. Psalms chapter 150 starting at verse number 1 says praise ye the Lord praise God in his sanctuary praise him in the firmament of his power many states are trying to prohibit not only from gathering but also not singing when they gather but my Bible says praise ye the Lord praise God in his sanctuary then the scripture says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Well, if you got breath and if you're believing, you ought to clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. 
it doesn't take much for me to start praising my Lord and Savior. When I just begin to think of the goodness of Jesus in all that he has done for me, somebody once said, my, I shout hallelujah. My soul begins to shout hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. I've been asked oftentimes, what does it mean when the scripture talks about they receive the Holy Ghost and prophesy? Oftentimes you will begin to see that in scripture when they begin to receive the Holy Ghost and it would say, and they prophesy. Well, oftentimes when we begin to think about prophecy, we begin to think about the spoken word of prophecy. But let us read in First Chronicles chapter number 25 at verse number 1. It says, moreover, David and the captains of the hosts separated to the service of the sons of Ashaph and of Heman and of Jeduthun, who should prophesy. Somebody say prophesy. Who should prophesy, but how should they prophesy? With harps, with psalteries, and with cymbals. So if we go to verse number three, let's look at verse number three. Let's drop down here, and it says, six under the hands of their father, Jeduthun, who, somebody say, prophesied. He prophesied with a harp to give thanks and praise to the Lord. So prophesying doesn't only come through the spoken word, but it also is produced through music. So we must be careful what type of music we are listening to, what type of music we are playing, what type of music we are speaking or playing over our life. Because what you are playing is being played into your future. It is being played into the atmosphere of your life you cannot take someone that does not cuss does not lie does not cheat or does not steal if they start listening to music that cusses lies cheats and steals then eventually you will start doing the very act why because music is prophetic so don't lie to yourself and say, I'm just listening because the beat feels good or the rhythm feels good. No, that eventually would get into your spirit. And what you play, it goes into your mind and gets into your heart. And eventually you will become the person that you're listening to. Because what you feed into your ears gets into your heart. There are three gateways to the heart. The eyes, the thoughts, and your ears. So I'm challenging someone here today. When you go back home, you better be careful what you're playing. Because not only are you speaking it over your atmosphere, you are speaking it into your life. So no hip hop and rap doesn't get played in my house. There's certain music that don't get played in my house. Oh no, we're not speaking that into our atmosphere. You ain't cussing and lying and cheating and talking about sex, sex and drugs and alcohol. Because we don't live like that. But we sing weapons we use are not bombs and guns. But worship is the way that the battle is won. This is the way that we fight. We praise him for the victory. Hallelujah. The song says we praise him for the victory. See, those words are prophetic. We don't have the victory yet, but I'm going to praise him for the victory. See, some of you aren't getting that quite yet. I don't have the victory yet, but I'm going to praise him for the victory. 
too many people wait till the victory comes and then they start praising him but I dare about two or three of you right now to leap to your feet and say I don't have victory but I'm going to praise him as if it's already done I ain't took off my suit jacket in a while, but I feel like preaching this morning. I just want to feel, I have a few people in here that's ready. I'm telling you right now, I don't see the victory. I may not feel the victory, but I'm going to praise him as if it's already done. I'm going to magnify him as if the battle is already won. Because I believe God is able to pull me out. Hallelujah. That's why I praise him. That's why I lift him up. That's why when I come to church, I cannot sit down. Because, because when I sit down, I'm telling him I don't believe. It doesn't matter if you don't feel it, but I believe it. It doesn't matter if it hasn't came, but I believe it. So therefore, I prophesy in my praise. Some ought to start prophesying right now. Come on, clap your hands, open up your mouth. Claim the victory. Hallelujah. Our, please be seated. Our praise for God is due to our joy and to his mighty acts and his excellent greatness. Psalms 100, starting at verse number three, says, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. So Pastor Carson, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Psalms chapter number nine, starting at verse number one, it says, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praises to thy name, O thou most high. The book of Second Samuel chapter number six speaks of something that we have heard quite often, but I want to give another take on this. Oftentimes when we hear the story about David and when he began to dance as he brought the Ark of the Covenant back, and we talk about how he danced out of his clothes, and we talk about how his wife Michael began to say, oh, look at you uncovering yourself. But I want to give a little different perspective on this. So let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 6, starting at verse number 12. It says, and it was told King David, saying, The Lord hath blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that pertaineth unto him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David. How? With gladness. And it was so that when they that bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, which is the number of man. He said, I'm not taking another step because that's God's number. And I've got to magnify him during God's number. Uh -huh. So every six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was girded with a, somebody say, linen ephod. Uh -huh. The Bible says he was girded with an ephod. The ephod, as many of you know, is part of the high priest's garments. It consists of gold, blue, purple, scarlet, and 
and fine twine linen. But the ephod was also used. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter number 23. Starting at verse number 8, the Bible says, And Saul called all the people together to war to go down to Kilah to besiege David and his men. And David knew that Saul secretly practiced mischief against him. And he said to Abathar, the priest, Bring hither the ephod. Why would David ask for the ephod? Because David needed a covering. David knew the importance of a covering and it would make, and he was about to make a quick decision. And he knew that he could not make a quick decision without a covering. But David said, I need the Lord's help. I need my covering. So he said, go get my ephod. So now let's go back to 2 Samuel chapter number 6, verse number 15. It says, so David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. Then David returned in verse number 20. Then David returned to bless his household. Michael, Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today who uncovered himself in the eyes of the handsmaid of his servants as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovereth himself. Oh, no, Michael, this is where you're wrong. David had a covering on. He made he may have revealed himself a little too much for the liking of you, but he was covered by the Lord. I'm going to say that again. Michael was wrong. He wasn't uncovered. No, he had his covering because the ephod represented his covering. And as long as he had that covering with him, then he was covered. Maybe not how his wife liked him to be covered, but he was covered by the Lord. What I'm simply saying is that some of you need to stop worrying about your dignity. Some of you need to stop worrying about what other people think of you and make sure that you are covered by the Lord because when you are covered by the Lord it doesn't matter what other people may say about you see some people have a hard time magnifying him because they're too concerned about what somebody else may say about them I'm sorry but you didn't wake me up this morning I'm sorry but you don't give me breath in my body you haven't healed my body you haven't changed my life you didn't save my soul so if I want to dance let me dance if I want to leap let me leap. If you want to run, let them run. But you better not say one word about me because you don't know my God like I know my God. And I'm determined to praise him. I said I'm determined to lift him up. Well, I've got about 20% of you. Some of you still don't get it yet because you're still worried about your neighbor looking at you all crazy. You can look at me crazy all you want, but I'm here to get what I need from the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, if you don't praise off that, let me give you more Bible. The Bible says in verse number 21, it says, And David said unto Michael, It was before the Lord which chose me before thy father and before all this house. 
Woo, hallelujah. I can just hear David saying now, see, before I knew you, I knew him. When I was watching those few sheep, he covered me. When your father was trying to kill me, he was covering me. That's why the Bible says in verse number 22, and I will yet be more vile than this. Or in other words, you haven't seen nothing yet. See, but what you must understand is, is that, see, when you don't praise, you are only hurting yourself. But when you talk about other people's praise, you are not only hurting yourself, but you're also affecting your future and your promises. Because the Bible says in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse number 23, it says, Therefore, Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no children until the day of her death. Why? It's not only because she chose not to praise God, but she talked about the man of God that was praising God. See, when you don't praise him, you're hurting yourself. But when you look at other people and judge them because they are praising him, you're hurting your future. Oh yes, that's what happened here. Because see, some people just like to sit and critique everything. Let them critique. If they want to critique, they're only hurting themselves. I couldn't get that word out. Critique. Help me holy ghost yeah but see if you don't look around and stop worrying about what other people are saying about you you can get more than what God wants to give you well I'm gonna say that one more time what I'm simply saying is is if you stop worrying about what other people are thinking about you and you begin to magnify him like God has blessed you then the Lord will open up the windows of heaven proud blessings there's not even room enough to receive I wish I could get a few people just to stand to your feet clap your hands magnify the Lord Hallelujah. Praise is a command. Praise is commanded in God's word. Praise will bring you out of depression. Praise will cause walls to fall down flat. Praise even when you're surrounded by your enemy. Jehoshaphat and many others found out that God will cause an ambushment to be set up against them on their behalf. Praise brought Paul and Silas out of prison cells. Praise will do things for you and move mountains for you that you're trying to move yourself. If somebody in here could just learn the importance of praise. Some of you have a hard time praising at home and many of you have a hard time praising in the church. And I'm here to tell this church right now that this virus will not hinder our praise. This virus will not hinder our worship. This virus will not hinder my dance. This virus will not hinder my exaltation unto the Lord. I want to tell you right now, this virus is causing so many people so much worry that they've lost their praise. They're causing so much headache that you've lost your worship. CMT, we got to get our praise back. We got to get our worship back. We got to get our dance back. We're so worried about what other people think. I haven't had nobody run around this church like Brother Pickering in weeks. Why? Because we're worried about other people's thoughts. You worried about offending somebody. You worried about hurting somebody. Let me tell you something. If you came here to be in the house of the Lord, you came to join a worship and praise celebration. If you don't feel comfortable worshiping and praising God because of the environment, 
that's okay. We have other options. I'm, I'm, I'm being serious right now. It's okay. We have other options. We have this sanctuary open. We have our Mitchell Center open. We stream online. We have a television broadcast. We have so many options that we're reaching people. But when you come into this house, into this presence, now's not the time to be worried about what other people may think. Now's not the time. But now is the time to lift up your hands, lift up your voice, because I want you to understand that you ought to praise him for the victory. I didn't say praise him because you had victory. I said you ought to praise him for the victory. So if you're having trouble in your home, praise him for the victory. If you need healing in your body, praise him for the victory. If you need to overcome alcohol and drugs, praise him for the victory. If you need the Holy Ghost, praising for the victory if you need financial help praising for the victory whatever you need praise him and magnify the lord i promise you that god will honor your praise This is why we praise him. This is why we lift him up. Because this is how I fight my battles. I don't use fists. I don't use my mouth to condemn my brothers. But I lift up my hands. I clap my hands. I dance before the Lord and say, Lord, you fight this battle. Lord, you take care of the fight. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. The Bible, some of you still aren't getting it yet. I'm going to keep preaching until you understand the importance of praise because some of us have lost it. We don't understand the true importance in praise. I'm telling you right now, you cannot be prideful and praise. You cannot be self-centered and praise. See, praise takes humility because you are understanding that someone higher than you needs to take care of your situation. See, that's why many of you are not coming out of your situation because you're too prideful to praise. But I'm telling you right now, if somebody would learn how to lift up the name of Jesus, if somebody would learn how to magnify the Lord, if somebody learn how to praise and magnify the law. I don't know what you need to do, but somebody needs to move. Somebody needs to take steps of faith. Somebody needs to step out. 